we request that everybody stays calm at the current moment, for there is a zombie apocalypse currently happening on the west coast. Do stay inside. Do not go out under any circumstances. If any zombies happen to get into your house, shoot them in the head or remove the head from... just in time for another podcast, but first a public service announcement for our listeners or listener. Uh, do not listen directly into your speakers as it may cause permanent retina damage. Uh, just kidding. Yeah, you're smarter than that, I, I think, but you aren't necessarily smart enough to not listen to this podcast, but you should try today because I have a wonderful guest on the show. Today we'll be talking to Kelly Irons, owner of Develop Us. It's newly rebranded, but she's been in business for almost a decade. Kelly founded Develop Us to increase team performance by providing customized interventions followed by individual coaching. It's no surprise that Kelly is focused on coaching as she spent her entire career making people better people so that they can do better things. From running a mental health, uh, from running mental health facilities to big corporate gigs for international organizations to executive coaching, Everything she's done has been about making people better humans. So today, Kelly and I will be talking about feedback. You know, the process of formally finding out how bad a job you're doing. At least that was my experience starting out in my career. But I kid, Kelly really wants to talk about why it's truly a gift and something you should want to get and maybe even ask for. I don't know. I, I may have to be convinced giving my wife feedback isn't usually been received well and hasn't always worked to my advantage, but I'm willing to listen. Uh, let's see if Kelly can even make me a better human. So welcome, Kelly, to the podcast. How are you doing? I am doing well. Thank you. Glad to be here. Oh, I, my pleasure. I'm just so happy you could break away and uh, take a few minutes. Like I said, these are usually about 20 minutes, so hopefully we'll get done on time. And and just listeners know that uh, Kelly's been fighting a little bit of a cold, so if she has a if, if we have to take a little muting there, you know it's because both of us or either of us is popping. But anyway, just want to get that out of the way. So Kelly, it was interesting when I first got your your note about wanting to talk a little bit on the podcast about feedback. I thought, well, you know, that's kind of you know something we just you just do. But your your take on it as that that it's kind of something you should want uh, because I don't I don't think anybody thinks of it that way. I think a lot of times people think of feedback like I have in my history as really kind of a negative experience. Has is have you felt that way when talking to people about feedback? Paul, you are not alone there. I think, uh, yeah, you know, I think leaders and managers, uh, directors, vice presidents, CEOs around the world have absolutely demolished the uh, concept and the intent around feedback. And you're right. Uh, there's, there's an epidemic around feedback that has led to this idea that it's a bad thing and it's punishment and it's going to be awful. And, oh, my gosh, you know, we hear hey, Paul, do you mind if I give you some feedback? And we brace for impact. <laughs> exactly. No, I know the feeling. So, but, but, but you're saying, and, and I, I, you know, I think I've had a couple people maybe in my history that have done a good job of that. It doesn't always have to be kind of a negative experience, right? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And, you know, I'm a firm believer that, Feedback really is a gift, and, and you mentioned that in the introduction. And unfortunately, it's not always a gift that's wrapped really well. 
it, it might be in mutilated, run over, wet, soggy newspaper. Mm. Um, but there's a gift in there, right? And so when someone offers us feedback, our job is to really go and find that gift, no matter how it's wrapped. So because quite frankly, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, no, no. I mean, we didn't script this very well, so I just want—I was going to jump in, but keep going. Well, quite frankly, when people approach us and give us feedback. You know, the thought that needs to run through our mind is, okay, whatever this is, is important Mm. because they wouldn't be telling me if it didn't matter or they didn't care. Mm. And you now, from my perspective, I'll um, I'll push a little on that only because 90 percent of the feedback I've been given over my career. And again, I could have had the worst managers in the world. Usually came once a year. It usually came around my uh, performance review. And I'll be honest, the way I looked at it is, and, and I was a manager and I did it differently, so I'm, I'm perfect. But um, <laughs> most of the time, it was always around making sure they had enough negative in there that that would justify me not getting a 500% raise. That it, it was, you know what I mean? It was kind of this thing where they're going to tell me enough good stuff to want me to stay at the company, but they're going to give me enough bad stuff so that when they tell me I only got 2%, they've got something to point to as to why. Mm. Well, two thoughts on that. One, if you have ever worked somewhere where you get a 500% raise, please give me their number. I will shut down the business immediately and <laughs> exactly. sign up for the 500% raise. And two, these managers of which you speak are mm-hmm. the ones that have broken our brains around feedback. Yeah. They're doing it all wrong. But it seems like there's so many of them. I mean, because, I mean, if you go out and Google it right now, I mean, the, the interwebs are just lousy with commentary, commentary around this whole idea of, of reviews being bad and we don't need them anymore. And if we're going to do them, we're going to do them, you know, kind of on an ongoing basis. I mean, there's a million discussions out there. So obviously the message about feedback being a gift isn't getting, at least it's not being received as it, it's a good gift to get, you know? Uh, Mm -hmm. So how, how, let me, let me back up. Let me, let me kind of reel this back a little bit because I'm also very curious uh, on this end. What would you say are some of the biggest mistakes people give when when giving feedback? Let's start with the with the person giving the feedback, and then we can talk a little bit about how maybe somebody can uh, work it better as a receiver. But from a giving standpoint, what are some of the big mistakes people make? What do you think they are? How long do we have today, Paul? <laughs> uh, gosh, I think, you know, if I had to pick the top three, mm-hmm. uh, number one is they don't give it often enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, they give it once a year. They sandbag all year long and wait for performance review time. Right. And then they do exactly what you're describing or it leads employees and team members to feel exactly how you're describing. So I think that's the big one. The second big mistake that people make is they use this this sandwich method mm-hmm. for feedback, which I, is, I was trained hey, that way. Yeah, let's uh, let's tell them something good, you know, slip the meat of the conversation mm-hmm. in there in the middle, which is what you really want to tell them. It's where all <laughs> the protein is. And then, you know, finish it off with a, a bun on top. Um, soften it on both ends mm-hmm. as opposed to just giving you the meal, right, and letting, letting you have the protein right. that will help you grow. Right. Um, so I think that's number two is we've got these really terrible 
training models out there about how mm-hmm. to give feedback. Um, and the message, A, gets lost, or B, feels really disingenuous. Mm-hmm. We, we know what's going on. Oh, they're buttering me up, and here it comes. Yeah. Uh, but they're going to leave me feeling good because we've all been through those types of trainings. Well, and, and, but, I, and I know just from some of the, the psychological stuff I work with from influencing behavior, people rarely remember the first and middle thing. They always remember, or I should say, the two things people most likely will remember are the beginning and the end of the conversation. The middle normally gets lost. That's absolutely right. Advertisers will tell you that, right? Frequency, recency, all of that is how they they structure their advertising so that you remember the most recent thing you've heard. So that sandwich method right off the bat basically assures the recipient won't hear or remember the important stuff. That is absolutely (laughs) correct. Well, good. See, I did, I did. I learned something. I learned how to do it poorly. <laughs> so you, you, that, those were two. You had a third one in there, maybe? Yeah, the third one is quite possibly the most important on the on the giving side. And this this comes from an experience I had a number of years ago when I was working in corporate America. And the lesson that I learned uh, was kind of my Mack truck moment. Mm. You know, it was that thing that someone said to me that made me just stop in my tracks and say, oh my gosh, that just rewired my mm. my DNA in terms of how I think about feedback. And uh, I'd had a really, really challenging conversation with the boss. Uh, and I will uh, protect the innocent as much as I can <laughs> here, though my LinkedIn profile is out there all over the place. And by deductive reasoning, you might be able to figure it out. <laughs> um, but had a really, really tough, tough conversation. And Almost serendipitously, I was sitting in the the lobby of a hotel room or the lobby of a hotel and my mentor walked in who did not live in that city. Mm. Uh, We just coincidentally arrived in the same hotel lobby at the same time. Yeah, kind of divine intervention. I I don't know how else to think about it. I'm having this existential crisis and uh, he sat down with me and we had a a beer, a glass of wine or three and (laughs) I told him this story about this really frustrating conversation and said, I just want to go in there and I want to grab him by the shoulders and I want to shake him violently. And I want to tell him he's ruining everything and his team is falling apart. And (laughs) I was just on a rampage and he sat there and he listened and he listened and he listened. And then he said, so Kelly, how do you give him that feedback Mm. in the spirit of caring instead of in the spirit of judgment. Hmm. Interesting. And I said, wow. <laughs> hmm. God, that's it, right? That's it. If we really want to change people's behavior, we've got to stop judging and start caring. Hmm. And quite frankly, if you don't care about the people you work with, work for, who work for you, do all of America a favor and resign today. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I think too many managers get promoted because they think it's the right thing to do for their income and not for their qualifications or even where their, their interests lie. Um, yes. You know, uh, I've had many, many managers that way. And um, again, I hadn't thought about doing the LinkedIn thing, so <laughs> I'm going to go look now. Uh, but I've had so many managers over my career because I've moved around a lot. But um, I love that idea, the difference between judgment and caring, because I think they do train. I, I say they, most companies in management training, they teach you to judge performance as opposed to care about growth. And those are very different 
uh, points of view. I know I've always kind of approached my employees as, you know, they all want to do a good job and they all want to advance just like I am. They're the same as me. So how do I help them get where they went? And I got yelled at one time when I was a director that um, I had too many people leaving my team because they were going to better jobs at bigger companies. And I'm like, well, isn't that what we want them to, you know, they'll come back or they'll send people our way. Uh, so this idea of caring, I think, is is huge. And, and so, so thinking about that now, I think your question that your friend asked, your mentor asked was, was, was very prescient and nice to, to hear. Now, how flipping it around now we're on the receiving end. So now, or how do you now go and talk to them? Cause you're the, the, you're not in the power position, right? So you've got to talk about the feedback you're getting. How do you go back to them and talk to them about it? Did that make, does that question make sense? Maybe it doesn't, but. It does. It does. And I, you're hitting on something really important here because one of the, one of the parallel paradigm shifts that people need to have is that the only person they can control is themselves, right? Everything else is just the art of influence successfully executed. That's it. And so we go into these feedback conversations and we wish our boss would do things differently, Right. Or we wish that they hadn't given us the feedback that way. Mm. And we end up missing the message mm. because, quite frankly, we can't, Paul, control the way the feedback is delivered. We can't. All we can control is how we receive it. Mm. So when I got the feedback, which was, hey, so how do you give feedback, give him that feedback in the spirit of caring instead of judgment? That was feedback. The message there was, wow, Kelly, you sound really judgmental. <laughs> and it might be better if you approach this from a caring perspective. Now, this guy, my mentor, happened to be really good at giving feedback in the spirit of caring. Right? Big shocker. Yeah. Uh, but I can't control how feedback's given to me, but I can control how I receive it. And so I chose in that moment to hear the gift Mm. Right. And to go, oh, OK, wow. And that's in part because it was delivered really well. Mm-hmm. But when it's not delivered well. Yeah, that's the hard one, right? That's the hard one. <laughs> so we can't change how people give it to us. But we've got to learn to recognize that feedback is everywhere. Even if it feels like we just get it once a year at those performance reviews mm. yeah, and it's yeah. a feeble attempt to not give you your 500% raise and justify <laughs> the fact that you're getting a meager 2%. Um, feedback's everywhere. We sit in meetings and we say something and someone rolls their eyes, mm. right? Or sits back in their chair and sighs. And our minds go to, God, you're so rude. As opposed to, hey, something I said didn't land right there. Mm. That's feedback. That's a gift. Right? Some, this person's not in agreement with what I'm saying. That's a piece of feedback. That's a gift. And unfortunately, we go to a place of judgment. Oh, they're rude. They're such a jerk. Oh, they never like me and they never believe anything I say. And so it's us we've got to change because we can't change them. But I don't like that answer, Kelly. I want them to change. I don't want to have to change. <laughs> I mean, don't most people look? I mean, I hear what you're saying, and I love it. It sounds wonderful. Um, 
and I'm probably the person in the room sighing. So I don't, <laughs> but, um, I, I mean, it just seems like, I mean, I guess when I hear you say that, it's just, a, it sounds like we're making an excuse for poor behavior, number one, and that it's my responsibility to make uh, lemonade out of these lemons and the other people have no responsibility. And I, I guess that's a big shock mm-hmm. for me. When I heard, when we started this conversation earlier and I saw your original connection, I didn't think I'd be hearing that. So I'm kind of, kind of sitting here going, wow, that's a very different thing. I didn't, I thought there would be more around, this is what managers and people who give need to do this idea mm-hmm. that, um, you know, I'm not going to be able to change their behavior and their training, but I can change how I receive it. And I guess that's that old uh, quote, right? That the life is 90% of, uh, is 10% of what happens to me and 90% how I respond to it. Um, I guess it's the same thing with feedback. It sure is. There's a reason that meme goes viral on social media. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I didn't think of it that way. I mean, that's a big... Why don't we teach people that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we do, but we, we'd like for the rest of the world to teach yeah. people that too. And I, I just want to clarify something here, right? Because you bring up a great point, which is if feedback is given in a, a wrinkled, matted, down, soaking wet, run over in the street newspaper, <laughs> and, and it's a gift that is not wrapped well, right? It's delivered as eye roll or or... Um, snarky comment or Mm -hmm. God, you're such a jerk, even behind your back, right? Oh gosh, that Paul guy, man, he is such a jerk. And you hear it. All of that's a gift. And all of that is a gift wrapped in really lousy newspaper. So I'm in no way, shape or form am I uh, excusing that type of behavior from people. But the focus of of this topic is is how do we learn mm-hmm. to hear the gift and feedback so that's that's kind of mission number one right as I go through my career my gosh if I look back at all the feedback I had been given that I dismissed because I judged the person who was giving it or because I missed the opportunity to find the message I would have been light years ahead of where I am now light years ahead But I missed all of those opportunities. So for our own growth, right, this is about us and and how we get to be better humans. Mm -hmm. We get to be better humans by finding the gift, even if we don't like the wrapping. And then because we're better humans, we can go make them better humans. And we can say, hey, you know what? I know that your reputation is really important and I'm concerned about how people might be perceiving you when you kick back and roll your eyes in a meeting when you disagree with something. Mm -hmm. And I just want to offer that observation because I'm concerned about the impact that might have on your brand. Mm. And we can go and we can give the spirit of, of caring in our feedback to then go and make other people better. But we've got to stop the amygdala hijack (laughs) <laughs> that happens when someone goes, oh, God, and we go, oh, you're such a jerk because we want to defend our ego. Yeah. No, you're right on. And I never really thought about it as this works both up and down the hierarchy. Right. So, like you said, I can talk to my boss that way because I can tell I can tell her that, you know, you know, I, I, I care about, you know, you. You've done good by me. I mean, however I package it, um, but it, it can be around helping and not just you know, you're a jerk kind of thing. 
Um, there's a lot of different ways, but I, I would, so I, I say, you know, that's interesting because it works up as well as down, I think. Um, the other thing too, that's kind of interesting here is I'm also thinking about all the little, um, gifts, <laughs> you know, I mentioned hmm. my wife in the introduction, <laughs> all the little gifts my wife has given me over the years that I probably didn't pay any attention to and probably should have. And then that was feedback as well. Right. So this works not even in, not just in your business and, and professional life, but it also works in your personal life. Without a doubt, they're inseparable. Yeah. Man. They're absolutely inseparable. And, and imagine Paul, the power of now going to your wife and saying, hey, I was thinking, you know, the, the other day when X, Y, and Z happened and you said, oh, here we go again, <laughs> or, or whatever happened, right? right? Whatever that gift was that maybe was <laughs> delivered as a little bit of sarcasm or a little snarky comment or a yeah. little snip or a little poke saying, hey, I was thinking about that. And does it, does it bother you when I X, Y, and Z? And how can I be a better spouse to you? Right? How can I how can I get better so it doesn't feel that way for you? Imagine yeah. what that would do for the relationship you have with your spouse. And not you, Paul, personalized. I have no idea what your relationship with your wife looks like. <laughs> I don't want to ruin things. Of... I mean, we got thirty two <laughs> years already, so I don't need to I don't need any more. I, I don't want to ruin anything. So far so good. I might have but to be behalf, responsible. <laughs> on behalf of wives everywhere. <laughs> oh, for the love of all that is holy. Uh, yeah, acknowledging that the feedback's out there—it's a game changer. That's wild. I, I that this is uh, you know, I I don't usually find things that I go, huh? That is, I, I never thought of it that way. But I mean, the idea—you know—I've read play. Oh, feedback's a gift. I get that. But mm -hmm. the idea of, of judgment versus um, caring, I think, changes that whole conversation and makes you kind of just rewire the sentences a little bit and and the the way you approach it. And I really am. I'm 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 kind of I'm interested in seeing how I can apply this going forward mm -hmm. and and where I mean obviously you can do it everywhere with clients with uh, you know it's just the idea of judgment just suspending judgment uh, in any situation where there's a discussion going back and forth on uh, achieving a goal and an objective because ultimately uh, doing uh, reviews even if they're once a year or once a week it's about people moving towards some goal, uh, typically a personal, mm -hmm. a professional one, but also personal ones. Uh, so there's always that whole feedback. And I love the idea that, you know, I started this, this whole podcast, podcast thing around what do I wish I had known earlier in my career? And you hit the nail right on the head saying, if I had known this 15 years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, I would be in a much different place and mm -hmm. I think if, you know, people that coming into the workforce, you know, they, it, all the millennial garbage aside, if we have been um, raising children with less good feedback and a little bit more just, yeah, you're perfect, then they're not going to understand this idea of feedback as a gift when it's negative. Um, and there's going to be that issue. Uh, this is huge. I think this, this, um, that's a, they should teach that in high school. <laughs> this idea, uh, and I'm guessing EQ has a, has a bunch to do with this emotional intelligence or emotional quotient or whatever they call that. Uh, I'm guessing you, it, that's one of the elements here, right? Absolutely. Whether you're looking at EQ uh, or emotional intelligence, whatever whatever label you want to put on that body of work, right. um, step number one is self awareness. Yeah, wow. and so we can't go yeah. through it without self awareness. And the way we get self awareness is through feedback. The yeah. two are inseparable. 
man, this guy, I could have this conversation for 20 more minutes. And unfortunately, I'm trying to, I do try to keep these things to a reasonable amount of time because people, hey, I'm not that interested. You are, but, uh, and then people just don't have the time. So let, let's kind of wrap up here. What, what are two things that you think, um, if nothing else gets out of this conversation today, what are two things you want people to remember? The two biggest takeaways about this, and, and this is in the lens of human relationships matter. So mm-hmm. whether whichever side of the relationship you're on, giving or receiving, if you're on the giving feedback side, give the feedback in the spirit of caring and not judgment. And that will be a game changer. Yeah. And if you're on the receiving side, even if the person on the giving side hasn't done their job very well, <laughs> if they're <laughs> judging, uh, look for that feedback and go find the message because the message is a gift and they wouldn't be telling you if it didn't matter and they didn't care. And if you can think about it from that perspective, you will find gifts in this world all over the place, multiple times a day, and they'll all help you get better. I I love it. I mean, it's not, I I love this whole conversation. Like I said, I could go another 20 minutes, but we can't. And I do want to give you the opportunity. What, how can people get a hold of you? Uh, what's your, you know, Twitter handle, email, website, lay it out there. What, what do we got? <laughs> All that good stuff, huh? Yeah. Uh, it's really easy. Uh, we are at developus.com, D-E-V-E-L-O-P-U-S.com. Uh, our Twitter handle is at developus. And as everyone already knows, my name is Kelly Irons. My email address is kelly.irons at developus.com. So we've got lots of good consistency to make it easy to remember. Yeah. So, and if you want to develop us and develop yourself, I, you know, please jump out there, take a look. I think that you'll be, I mean, once you listen to this podcast, I think you'll want to talk to Kelly. I think um, this is great. I really appreciate your time today, Kelly. And, um, you know, I, I don't have any feedback, but I care. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see if our audience or audiences, I don't know, one, two, I don't even know what the singular, and I guess it's just audience, but the person in the audience that uh, listens to this and, and my mother, um, but, uh, let's, uh, let, let's not be strangers. I'd love to have a, a follow-up conversation at some point, uh, maybe after I practice this a little bit and, uh, and see how that goes. Cause I do think there's a whole discussion around how to practice this because it's not, mm-hmm. I don't think it's something that comes uh, inherent to us as humans all the time, especially because I think it's trained out of us a little bit. And that's probably a whole different half hour conversation. But anyway, again, thanks so much, Kelly. Really appreciate your time. All right. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your day and look forward to continuing the conversation at a future point. Great. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks.